0: I love that video illustration and I love Samuel's heart there that, you know, there's one part in there that he says he realized that no amount of comfort, no amount of having security with his health insurance and everything else could bring him the same joy that loving those children brought him. And today we're going to be talking about serving and having a servant's heart and what it looks like to to dig deep and say, God, whatever you want me to do, I'm willing to do. And for a lot of us, um, uh, we don't like going for pain or discomfort. Uh, currently, uh, I've been having some back issues, right? And I don't like, I'm so glad that God has given me Meg because she's a little bit tougher than I am, right? Uh, but generally speaking, I don't like to be discomforted. Samuel had to step out of, side of his comfort zone and he saw a need. He said, said, God, I can't sit by idly while these children are dying without someone to take care of them. And so he was able to leave everything and said, there's a need. And the Holy Spirit laid on his heart and prepared him to do it. And so today we're going to talk about service. And just a few quick things here as we dive in. You know, one of the things that we see even just in the definition of service or serving says this, says perform, to perform duties or service for another person or organization, to assist to, to lend an aid, to give a helping hand to, to do good for, to make a contribution, to do something for the benefit Of of others or to minister to them. My prayer and our heart's desire today is as we look at God's word, as we dive through, that we would be able to say, God, whatever you're calling me to do, I want to do it, but I want to do it for your glory and to see other people as a result. And so let's go to the Lord in prayer and we'll dive into his word today. Uh, Lord, I I come to you today and I ask that you would, um, Lord, just that you would Be here in our midst, Lord. I ask that the words that I say would not be my own, but they would be yours. Lord, I pray that for every heart here that is, Lord, maybe they're weary or they're worn out. Lord, would you refresh them today, Lord? I pray for those in this room who have been serving you faithfully, that you would help us to realize why we do it, Lord, and that we do it unto you. In your precious name, amen. All right, as we, we start out today, we're going to be looking in Romans chapter 12, if you want to turn your Bibles there, but I just want to think uh, back to the passage that Pastor Jeff read out of Matthew 25 in this video, and it, it, in the clip, it, 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 it talked about his humility and saying, you know, God, there's this need that I need to help out, that someone needs to step in the gap, and my question for us today is, what are the areas that God is maybe calling us to step out and serve that maybe we don't feel comfortable with, or maybe that we aren't doing? that God is saying, listen, I've prepared for you to, for just this right time to serve in this capacity. And part of that takes an open heart. But one of the things too is in Matthew 25 it gives us a whole new perspective on serving. Serving to me is putting others in front of yourselves. If we really believe in an eternal heaven, an eternal hell, how can we simply sit back and do nothing just because of a little discomfort or pain? You know, I I admit that when I watch videos like that, my heart is often struck by, Lord, would I be willing to leave my discomfort? You know, I love comfortable things. How many of you, when you go on vacations, you crank the air conditioning up in the house, right? Because you're not paying the electric bill. So you're like, all right, air conditioning's on 60 tonight, right? And and you just enjoy that, right? You push it to the max. But when it comes to our own well-being, we oftentimes don't put others in front of ourselves, and one of the things that's become more and more apparent to me lately is: uh, two years ago, I never, I had never had glasses in my whole life until two years ago, right? And I got them like, oh, I can read now. This is great. And now all of a sudden, my lenses aren't quite strong enough. So I need to get a stronger prescription, right? Things are getting a little bit blurry. But one of the things that they do when you go to the eye doctor is they put letters up on the wall, right? And they 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 move them back and forth to see what brings the most clarity and focus. When it comes to serving, our relationship with Christ is the same exact way. Oftentimes we miss people around us that are hurting or going through things or opportunities to serve because we simply are so busy but it takes reliance upon the Holy Spirit just saying, God, would you, would you help me to see people the way that you see them? Lord, would you help me to stop in all my busyness and say, God, where are the areas that you want me to serve? And so as we do that, God starts giving us his heart and his vision for people. And so let's jump into Romans chapter 12, starting in verse three here. It says, for by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you, do not think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. So Paul first starts off here by stating his own position, his own lowly dependence upon Christ. Paul knew and recognized just where he had come from and the grace that God's shown us. So God's grace and mercy helps compel us to love and serve one another. And so as Paul is in this, in this state, it makes me think of his passage to the church in Philippi in chapter, Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. He, he also states the position that Christ came and says this, Make your own attitude that of Christ Jesus who existing in the form of God did not consider equality of God as something to be used for his own advantage. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a slave, taking on the likeness of man. And when he had come as a man in his external form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even to death on the cross. And so brothers and sisters, as we start off here today, we we first look at our own mindset. We look at the life of Christ. Paul is saying, listen, Jesus Christ, the creator of the universe, didn't seek his own glory. I don't know about you, but how many of you have served before and just thought, you know, I really didn't get the recognition that I thought I was going to get for that, right? And yet we see Jesus in this perfect example of his humility. And so the first step to improving our serve is humility. Now, I'll admit earlier this week, I was struggling with this. So I had my whole week laid out before me, which doesn't always happen that way. But I had it all laid out and said, Monday, I'm going to finish my message. I'm going to have it all done from start start to finish. And I'll get it done so I can work on the rest of the things. And then wouldn't you know it, life happened. right? I came in, and uh, I, to be honest, I had a bad attitude, all right? And so uh, my wife goes to a Bible study here on Monday mornings, and so Ellie was hanging out with me, and then uh, then Elena was hanging out with me, and we we're sitting there, and I'm thinking, oh, God, I can't get any work done. I'm trying to serve you by preparing this message, and, and, and I have these two girls, and they want to color, and they want to do everything else, and uh, God just really struck my heart, like, Dan, you're Preaching on serving, and you're frustrating because you're frustrated because you have to serve. <laughs> there, there's two little girls in front of you, and so we we got together and, and we colored and we did things. And later that afternoon, we had other things we had to do um, around here. And by the time it got done, I didn't get to do anything on the message that I had been hoping to do. And you know, we're sitting around the dining room table, and Meg started this thing where we say our least favorite thing and our favorite thing of the day. And so it came down to Ellie's turn. And Ellie goes, you know, my favorite thing of the day was spending time with dad in his office today. You know, I think we miss a lot of these opportunities because we get so busy, so caught up. But, but if we really want to serve, it starts in humility. Guess what? That means that things might not go the way that I want them to go. The ministries that I'm involved with may not, may not always head the direction that I think is best. But I, we say, Jesus, we want you to be exalted. We want your name to be lifted up high. Maybe for you, it's at work and you're, you're struggling with, with different situations or coworkers. And, and God is telling you, listen, I want you to serve them. I want you to love them anyways. And that can be a difficult thing to do. But the first step to improving our service humility now maybe it, maybe when we look at it, it, it doesn't seem like the task that we're doing isn't important enough or that um, we've done this in the past. Or maybe we just feel like God is calling us to serve in different roles for a different purpose and we don't understand it. We can do a lot of different tasks and a lot of different jobs for people, but if we don't do it in humility and love, we're nothing but a resounding gong. The other thing we need to do is to realize our own lowly position before God and the grace that he has given us. When I start to realize how much Christ has forgiven me, it it helps me to serve. It helps me to love others. And so when Paul is giving this challenge, he's, he's reminding them, hey, listen, I'm there too, that there's no one that is better than anyone else, that we're only saved by the grace of Jesus Christ. And so that encourages us and it inspires us to love others well. It says also, too, we don't have to serve. We get to serve. I I don't know about you, but how many times have you asked your kids to clean their rooms and it's like World War III, right? Uh, A few weeks ago, Evelyn came up to me. She goes, Dad, you got to come see my room, but don't open the closet. And I go... (laughs) Okay, all right. and she's like, dad, just, just don't open the closet, whatever you do. And so naturally, I'm going to open the closet, right? So I go in, there's nothing on her floor. There's not, Her bed's made. There's nothing anywhere else. Uh, and then I open the closet and it all comes falling out, right? <laughs> and, and, and so part of me, I didn't ask her to do it, but, but it's not that we have to serve. We get to serve. When we come to church or when we're serving someone with the love of Jesus, we get to serve it because we're representing the King of Kings. And if he loved us enough to lay his life down for us and for others, don't you think that God's heart is pleased when Samuel takes care of those orphans? Is God's heart not pleased when we serve our community and we serve our brothers and sisters in Christ? And so when we realize a position before God, we realize that there is a privilege to serving him. Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, Jesus says this, it says, just as the Son of Man. Did not come to be served, but to serve and to give up his life as a ransom for many. See, Jesus is calling us to serve in the same mindset of, of putting others first. And saying, you know, I want, I want what's best for you over what's best for myself. And if that causes me a little bit of discomfort, but it's for God's glory, then let it be that way. Can I say this? We are so grateful for those of you who serve in our church. You are a blessing. And a lot of times we don't think of it as, as big, huge things. Um, but those who work with our children or those who work with our youth group, those who work as greeters, those who work as ushers, those who are on the worship team, those who are serving, you are a blessing to the body of Christ. When we give our tithes and authorings, it allows us to take the gospel to people that need to hear it. It allows us to keep this building going. So a a year ago um, from the Super Bowl, I made my first sort of uh, quasi-scouting report when I came to visit here. And so we had the men's breakfast and I I came in uh, as a guest there. And one of the first things that I remember, this may sound weird, my wife's probably like, why'd you say this? But I remember walking in the bathroom thinking, this bathroom smells really good, right? Like, like somebody cleans it. There's people that do these things. They're serving unto God. And it may not seem like a big deal, but it makes our worship experience more enjoyable. Or you think about the ministry that's going on in our church right now to the homeless, can I tell you that realistically, there's probably not going to be any financial gain from that ministry? Those people probably won't even be able to attend here ever on a Sunday, but they matter to God. And it's serving just because Jesus Christ calls us to serve and calls us to love. So there's a lot of things that I don't want to do. And sometimes during it, selfishly, I go kicking and screaming. But when you get to stand back and see God, thank you for using me to reach this person's life, you never know the benefit that you can have. Now, we'll continue on in verse four here. And Paul says this. He says, now, as we have many parts in one body and all the parts do not have the same function in the same way. We who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. There's a beauty in this fact that we've been given different gifts, but there's also a strong illustration here that Paul's starting to get to. The fact that we belong to one another. The fact that our gifts are meant to serve, they're, they're meant to build into others. And some of you may be here and God has this gift and ability, but you just think, you know what? It's just not as important as the people on stage. God calls us to use those gifts to equip and to build up to one another. The other thing, too, that I find interesting, too, is I've heard a lot of people tell me it doesn't really matter if I'm not there on a Sunday morning. That if I'm not there, no one's going to matter. Let me ask you this. How many of you are blessed by the people around you? How many of you notice when someone's not here that you enjoy worshiping with? I can of tell you, it... it it blesses my soul when I whether I'm leading worship or I'm up here just just to have fellowship with you that's part of the body of Christ is that we get to be a blessing to one another. That when we come together, we're serving one another as we, we sing out our praises to God because, uh, you know, for me, we have the blessing of, of being pastors knowing, hey, that family's going to a rough area in their life here, but they're singing praises to Jesus and encouraging me. Hey, that family, they've, they've just lost their job, but they're, they're praising Jesus or this one, they're, go- they've just went for a divorce. And you see all these things coming together and it's all out of humility, bringing glory and honor to Jesus Christ. And that encourages our hearts. And so it's not just serving in areas that people see. It's simply saying, Jesus, would you give me your lenses? Would you give me your heart that I could see people in the world around me the way you do? So each of our gifts have different functions, but they are equally important. I'm grateful for those that do all the work in our church to make Sunday mornings possible and make midweeks possible. But there's no act of service that has more value or meaning than another's service. Because ultimately we're serving God and saying, God, what do you want from me? And there's different times of serving. There's different times of refraction that happen. And, And I remember... When I first got to Malone, I I desired to be on the worship team, but I just said, you know, God, I'm going to let you do that in your proper time. I'm not going to push it. I'm just going to say, God, whatever you want me to do. And so I was serving at a a new church plant, and I was helping lead worship and helping build the youth group up. And um, I had these things going on. I said, God, here's my desires. You know what? A, A year later, God gave me the desire, and I got to lead worship at Malone for those last two years, and it was a blessing to me. And it's so where I got to, to meet my wife. But during the time, I thought, God, what you, what you have me doing doesn't really seem like it's all that big. I mean, I, I'm teaching four kids, <laughs> you know, during, during youth group. Um, I'm pretty sure the parents are making them go. So four out of four are forced to go, you know. Not, not a great start. Um, but, you know, I look back at it and I see these students now serving God with their lives. And I think, you know, it was worth it. I think back to people who built into me. Um, I wasn't a very uh, good uh, kid. In fact, my mom went on a walk with my dad uh, when when I was about four or five years old, and said, "Dan, I don't think I like our son very much. He's not very good." <laughs> and, and but there was a teacher, Miss Kathy, who built into me every single Sunday in Sunday school, and she would continue to encourage me. Daniel, now you have to say please and thank you, right? And Daniel, don't kick people. Little basic things, right? And <laughs> But I think about that. I was a pain in the butt, but that lady served me because she loved Jesus. And so we never know the value or difference we're making. And so you think back to even this morning. You know, I was blessed by the worship. As I think about it, you know, Rob Colburn's back has has been out. And he's up here playing drums to Jesus. And I know it's painful. And he's playing. And I'm just saying, God, give me that kind of heart that says, you know Lord, if it's a little bit of pain, I'm willing to do it. The question I have for us is, are we willing to serve even if it costs us something? Jesus served us unto, the death, unto death on the cross in his life. So we get the privilege of being part of the body of Christ. Our gifts are given to us to glorify God. One of the first things you see in Genesis is that we're meant to glorify God. So when we serve, we're also bringing glory to the God who's created us, who's given us his abilities, who's given us these passions. And we're saying, God, because of what you've given us, we're going to give back to you. And we're going to invest into other people. How many of you have had someone invest or serve you? And so maybe it's been a hard time in your life and it's been a blessing. God calls us to do that and glorify him. And our God, God calls us to use those gifts for the edification of the body and to build up. But the problem is that we can often get so caught up in ourselves that we start thinking about how much we're serving and look at it as, a, as almost a trophy, right? Or a pat on the back. How many of you ever just thought, man, I'm doing really good right now. <laughs> Maybe I'm the only sinful one in here. But but I, I think that sometimes, right? There's a song, Lord, I Need You. And every time we play this song, I love the song, so I schedule it a lot. But every single service I've ever played it, I've always messed up the song right before it so bad that literally when I'm saying, Lord, I need you right now, right? There, there's Meg's laughing because she's been in some of those, right? We got up to finish the song one time and I had the church stand up and I started playing and... And I go, up, oh, got to restart. And I was playing the wrong melody in my head. And so I went to go sing, and it was so bad. I said, God bless you guys. Have a great day. <laughs> but you know, when we look at it, God wants our hearts. He wants to see where we really are. And a lot of times, though... Over the past three years, God has made this next verse in First Peter really stick out to my heart because there's been times where I thought, God, I know I can do this better than this person, right? And that's pride in my own life that God has had to humble me in. But it, during these situations, this verse has stuck out to me in First Peter chapter five, verses six or seven. We see these words, humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand that he might lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So God might call you to serve in a position that you think, God, I could really do more than this. But God's saying, no, that's exactly where I want you to be. David was anointed king, yet he played music for a king who tried to kill him. And David, through all this, he could have overtaken him. He had an opportunity to actually, to to kill King Saul and to take over the throne. And he said, I won't touch God's anointed one. David showed humility. Some of us may be in situations where God's calling you to serve. And you say, God, this doesn't seem big on the outside. No one's going to notice. But God says, listen, but I do. And those investments that you make are eternal. And I would ask anyone of us who feels called to truly serve in full-time ministry to really look at this. Because I know in my own heart, God's had to continually humble me and say, Dan, I want you just to serve and love the people in front of you. And can I tell you, it is a joy to be here at Hope Church. I think that if I would have went on my own trajectory and my own pride, I don't know if I would have the, have the blessings that I have being here. And thinking about our family just being integrated and the love that you've shown us over these past, past seven months. And I'm so excited for what God has in future here for us here. But it starts with saying, God, I want, I want him to just serve. I love working with Jim because he has a heart that says, God, I just want what you want. Hope Church, that's our heart's desire, that we just say, God, we want what you want. And so as we continue on to Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 8, it says this. According to the grace that is given to us, we have different gifts. If prophecy, use it according to the standard of one's faith. If service and service and teaching and teaching. If exhorting and exhortation in giving with generosity, leading then with diligence, showing mercy with cheerfulness. In other words, what Paul's trying to say here is that if you have a gift, just do it. Just just use your gift. And some of us we may think, well, it's not the right time. Let me ask you this. How many of you have thought, it's too, I'm too busy right now to serve? Can I tell you, in, in my experience, and, and, and um, I know some of you guys have more experience than this, I have never found life to get easier when I'm always like, next month is going to be so much easier, right? Because something always happens. Life doesn't take a break, right? Right. It's like when you're trying to take a nap and you say, hey, kids, can you just be quiet for the next hour, right? They're going to be in your room like 20 times. You just know it. Life is going to happen, but God calls us to serve and to be a part of the body of Christ. There isn't no, hey, when you get to it, it's what are you doing for my body? And it's not because it gets us any closer to God or that he loves us any more or any less. He loves us enough because we're his children and he laid down his life for us we're adopted just like those kids were into his family but we're called to serve with all that we have and with all that we're doing and whatever act of service God is calling us to and so when you look back at that passage it it, it shows that if you're going to be leading do it with diligence otherwise give it your full effort if you're going to be giving give with generosity we're so blessed that God has provided us with this building and these resources and, and our, our tithes and offerings. But God wants our heart. He wants to say, God, I'm going to give it back to this to you because you deserve it. The other thing that we notice here too is each of these gifts is outward focus. It's not about us. Brothers and sisters, when we start putting each other's needs above ourselves, it's a beautiful thing. And guess what? The world is going to notice it. And they're going to be drawn to it. Why? Because it's nothing like in the world. In the world, it's it's so filled with, it's all about yourself, building up your possessions, building up your wealth, reaching up to as high as you can go. But Christ humbled himself and became nothing, came down to this earth, lived a sinless, perfect life, died on the cross for you and I. And he did it because of his love for us. And so, so we are called to use our gifts to reach out to others, not for our own focus or not for our own attention. And so the focus of our serving should be putting others first and to glorify God. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, Jesus gives us these words. He says, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Hope Church. Like I said, we appreciate how faithful you are, but what would it look like if in Brunswick, Ohio, we went to work this week or North Railton, our strongest Lord Medina, if we went to work, if we served and loved people with so much grace that people said, whatever they have, I want it. Because our whole point of serving is to do what? To build up the body and to bring glory and honor to Jesus Christ. And I think it's a beautiful thing when the world sees that and so he continues on in verse 9 he says love must be without hypocrisy detest evil cling to what is good show family affection to one another with brotherly love outdo one another in showing honor do not lack diligence be fervent in the spirit serve the Lord rejoice in hope be patient in affliction be persistent in prayer and share with all the saints in their needs and pursue hospitality. What well, Paul is laying out here is a whole plan that, okay, you can serve, you can do all these things, but where is your heart? Where, where do you stand? Is it, is it look at me, look at everything I'm doing, or is it God, I'm doing this because of what you've done for me? And God has a way of humbling me, and I would assume he has a way of humbling us when we start to get Pride starts to creep in. So we're to do it with sincerity. We see in scripture the fact that we can have faith to move mountains, but if we have not love, we are what? Nothing. Verse 10, it talks about showing family affection. A church body and our body here at Hope, it's a family that we can build into one another. We can encourage one another. We can equip one another. How many of you have been encouraged by someone in this room before? I can tell you countless times just in the past seven months that, that you guys have been a blessing to us. You know what? Some of us uh, with our families, life isn't always easiest, but, but you, there's, there's things that I would never, if my mom and dad were in need or if my brother and sister were in the hospital, I would drop everything I had, had to go and be with them and to help them out, right? Our church body is the same way. That when one person has a need, the other person comes and lifts them up. They encourage them. They serve. Why? Because we're saying Jesus is about you, but also people matter to Jesus. And so we're uplifting one another. The other reality of it, too, is that um, you don't have to say who it is or point to it, but how many of you have had, had a disagreement with someone in this room? right? Okay, hands are, li- okay. Uh, we had a few youth group students. Okay, so encouragement, all right? Uh, we, we have, we have these disagreements, right? We, we have these things, but when family has disagreements, they serve one another and they come together and they say, listen, it's about Jesus Christ. It's not about me. So let's put this aside and let's love one another like Jesus calls us to. And there's encouraging, there's hopes with that. And so we're to be sincere in our service. We're to serve one another as we would our own flesh and blood. And can I tell you what? The world is looking for community. And if it's found in the body of Christ, it's a beautiful thing. It takes work to serve one another and to honor one another. I don't always feel like serving And in fact, many times I just think, you know what? Someone else will do it. But Jesus calls us to serve. And it might cost us something. Are we willing to take the cost that it takes to serve the body of Christ? You know, a few years ago, about 12 years ago now, I took a youth group downtown and we went to a conference and I'll never forget, uh, there was a youth group next to us and they were eating Chinese food and uh, the one student knocked it on the floor and he bent down to pick it up and the youth leader said, don't do that, that's what they pay people for. My heart sunk and the lady walked around the tables what he didn't realize was swearing under her breath and not too quietly and and walking by and, and talking about these Christians, they come to these things. And so I told our youth group, hey, let's get down, let's pick this up and clean it. And so we cleaned it, and the lady came back and thanked us. And, and I just think about what it looks like for us when we show a radical difference in the way we view and treat people. Christ is glorified. God calls us to serve those who are in need. I, I love the ministry that we're doing with the homeless and and that, but God calls us to be His hands and feet. You know, those people have stuff to offer us too. And so, what you find oftentimes is that when you serve those in need, you are also blessed. As we get ready to close here today, I just want us to leave us with a few closing thoughts here. First of all, what serving does is it takes our eyes and our hearts off of ourselves. And it helps us to see the needs of others. I'm going to ask us as Hope Church that we would do these four things. Would you pray that we would serve in humility? And I say we because I mean as a body of believers here, as a body of Christ. Would you pray that we would say, God, we want to seek you, we want to honor you. Lord, we may not have it all together. In fact, we don't have it all together. But it's okay because Jesus does. But Lord, would you help us to serve in humility, putting each other's needs above ourselves? Guess what? That might mean that the way that we want things to go may not be the way things go. That's hard for me. I'm the oldest child. I like to have everything sort of like this is the way it's going to go. That's not the way it always happens. But if Jesus is glorified, then so be it. We need to serve with a purpose. What is our purpose? to love others, but most importantly, to glorify Jesus Christ. If our service is just to pat ourselves on the back of all we're doing, then we're missing the point. Thirdly, Christ calls us to serve. It's not an option. There isn't a, hey, maybe if you feel like it, would you do this? He said, go into all the world. And when we go into all the world and look at the Great Commission, it's in making disciples, a big part of it is living like our, our king does. And our king came to serve, not to be served. And lastly, I'm going to pray that we would pursue a, a servant's heart. Pursue a heart that says, Jesus, Lord, I want to serve you. God, I want to honor you. I want to honor you with my life, with my, with my tithes, my offerings, with my, my, my time that I have. How many of us spend at least an hour a week on Facebook? Okay, students don't use Facebook anymore. I, I know that. But, but how many of us are on Facebook? All right. Okay, just me. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> yep, I, I knew I was the last one. I still have my MySpace account somewhere. Um, we, but, but we spend time on the internet. We spend time doing all these things we can make time to serve the body of Christ and make time to serve God and spend time in his word. So would you pray that God would give us a heart to say, Lord, we want to serve you and honor you. And in so doing so, God will be glorified and honored. So let's close in prayer and uh, just ask God for his blessing. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'd be here with each one of us. Lord, I want to pray that you would help us to put you first. God, as we serve our brothers and sisters or we serve our children or we serve serve in greetings or we serve in our families or work, Lord, I pray that others would see that we're doing it for your glory and to truly love them. And God, help us to walk in humility. Lord, I pray that you would heal offenses that we have with one another at times as we serve each other. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be a respite for those that need healing. Lord, may we glorify and honor you in all we do this week. In your precious name, amen.